Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. We sleep in May. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. future Alabama an analyst turned FBS head coach. And with me, as always, is AJ. Texas and Tennessee are back. Marchese. Love the orange schools. What's what's Tennessee's orange called? Do you know? Uh, volunteer orange. I guarantee that's what it's called. <laughs> and then Texas. I like the burnt orange. I'm a, I'm a burnt orange fan. I googled volunteer orange. It's I don't know. I'm Rocky unknown. Top Orange. Uh, that would be way cooler. Today we're grading the new head coaches in college football. And looking at which coaches could be next to land some big gigs. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent, professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you. So, you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and up, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com sneakers today. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Go bet on the Golden Globes. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet online, you're online sports book experts. Uh, you know who's probably not an expert, AJ? Uh, Kevin Sumlin. Oh, well, jeez, I was going to say Jed Fish, but uh, either or. Whoever oh, Arizona football. has this head coach usually, yeah. Especially not uh, an expert okay, we're gonna go th- beating Arizona State. <laughs> Good one, AJ. Forks up, uh, We're going to go through the – oh, my God. We're going to go through the 15 new college football coaching staffs. Um, we're going to grade them like we did last week <laughs> with the NFL staffs. Number grades. All these letters, always. AJ probably got. There you go. Um, and then I'll uh, I'll pitch some future head coaches at AJ or current head coaches who could make the leap to the Power Five. Uh, and AJ will probably disapprove of all of them because I have them all going to Michigan. <laughs> I mean, no, that makes me happy. I don't. I don't. I don't like Harbaugh. Okay, yeah, enjoy uh, Will Healy as Michigan's new head coach. Oh, I will, Rob. (laughs) Speaking of Michigan, okay, this there's a lot. Jed Fish is the yeah, yeah. Jet, this is like I think Arizona's your new team because Jed Fish is now the head coach, who obviously coached at Michigan. His OC is Brennan Carroll, son of Pete Carroll, the Seahawks head coach. And uh, his DC is Don Doctor Blitz Brown, also from Michigan. And Jed Fish also coached with the Seahawks for a year. It's 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 an amalgamation of Seahawks and Michigan staffers. And yeah, Fish has been both. Uh, and the only one I like is Don Brown. Uh, AJ, are you the athletic director for the Wildcats? Uh, yeah, secretly, it's, it's it's me. I'm just trying to gobble up all the ex-Michigan and Seahawks staffers I can. Uh, I I don't know. I never liked Jed Fish. Uh, I have no faith in Brennan Carroll. Like his whole career seems like like just pure nepotism so far. I mean, this is a big chance for him to show that he's not just Pete Carroll's son. Uh, I don't think he's gonna seize it, but at least at least he's got college and pro experience. I don't know. I still love Don Brown though. Like it obviously wasn't perfect at Michigan, but those D's were fucking monsters at times. I, I think that's about as good as a D corner hire uh, Jetfish could have made though. For Jebfish, yes, yeah. especially for yeah, for a pack one of the poor Pac-12 schools, um, poor in terms of what they've done on the field, not yeah. uh, athletic department-wise. Um, but the, I think my issue, okay, two issues. I think Jedfish was the least qualified person who was named a head coach, and I don't really think there's much of an argument in, in college football, and I don't think there's much of an argument uh, against that. Um, and then my second thing is. He like his only Pac-12 ties, or even I I'll just go West Coast ties to give him a little bump for coaching with the Seahawks and the Rams. But like he spent a year at UCLA and like wasn't very good. Everywhere he's gone, it, it his name is always bubbling up, but there's never been much on field that makes you understand why. I totally agree. Um, yeah. It's it's very strange, and you and me have joked about Jed Fish like for years because his name always pops up you know what's the weirdest thing like you said it's been popping up so much he feels like he's been around so fucking long and he's only 44 years old i know it blew me away when i saw his own i just assumed at this point he was like at least 55 yeah me too Um, that's literally what i thought (laughs) 
like what is Jed Fish's defining moment that you you can point to on his resume for why he deserves a head coaching job in the Power Five? Like the fact that he makes that jump straight to being a Power Five head coach, having never been a head coach at any level before, yeah. outside of uh, being the UCLA's interim, which I mean, whatever. I, and, and he was the Patriots QB coach last year, and he's just bouncing from job to job. Like he's had so many jobs. Um, but yeah, like his. I guess the biggest thing work like he 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 was a student coach at Florida or like did work for Steve Spurrier at Florida while he was a student, and like that's kind of like the only relative thing that he's done. And now Scott Spurrier works for him. It's it's nepotism, baby. Um, no, for sure. I, I don't I don't get it. Like anytime anyone hires Jed Fish as like QB's coach or whatever, it's like oh, all right. Whatever, and then Whatever. it's it's yeah. like suddenly he's a head coach. I, I I don't get it, but I like Don Brown and bringing in Teddy Bruschi as a senior advisor. I think that's a good move. Yeah, the well, the the things. Okay, so obviously with a guy like this, you worry about how how is he going to recruit? Um, mm-hmm. Arizona and Arizona State both have done a poor job of recruiting in their own state. The key to them improving is recruiting. Like Arizona's got a lot of talent all of a sudden because Phoenix is such a hotbed for talent. I mean, it's QB city. But he he doesn't really have any ties to the program. But what he has done is, like you said, he hired Teddy Bruschi. He hired Chuck Cecil as his DB coach, yeah. Arizona legend. That, so you had two Arizona legends from like the best Arizona team of the nineties. Um, he he's added a lot of uh, a lot of his assistants are have Arizona and Pac twelve ties, which is also another big bonus i think he's done a pretty good job filling out his staff but that's the only positive thing i think he's done I've, i i grid this a d and it would have been an f if he didn't get don brown and a couple of his assistants yeah i'll, I'll give it a four and a half and it, it's for the same reason it's just i like like i don't even like the staff it's just like i think he did a solid job filling it out and i, I don't know it feels like he's gonna be gone in three years at best yeah i and i guess the other thing is um I really thought Jay Norvell should have got this job. Yeah, no. Or Brett Brennan. Brett Brennan, even. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Okay. Speaking of Tennessee Orange, Butch Jones is the new head coach at Arkansas State. Uh, Spent spent, um, his post-Tennessee years as an off-field staffer for Nick Saban at Alabama. Was there for three years post-Tennessee. I know a, a lot of people hear butch jones's name and kind of have negative thoughts yeah but first first of all he's been the best head coach at tennessee um <laughs> since philip fulmer that, i mean you can't you can't deny that he had two nine win seasons um he also obviously both twice following brian kelly at central michigan and cincinnati had big time success with both of those programs yeah. like he's proven to be a good group of five head coach that's why like i i think there's not a lot wrong with making this move if you're Arkansas State. Um, Agree. And then uh, I also like that he brought in Ryan Applin as a running back coach, which was a guy who obviously was the quarterback at Arkansas State. He had a lot of people supporting him to actually be the head coach. And I think it's just a smart move by Jones to go and get him for his staff. I think Matt Limegrover, the former Penn State O-line coach, is a great ad for them too. Arkansas State's one of the uh, G five programs that's in recent years has put a lot into their athletic department. Um, so I think I give this a B minus. Like it's nothing to get super excited about, but I think like considering like Blake Anderson left to take that Utah State head coaching job, 
this isn't like a massive downgrade. No, I, I agree. I mean, like you just said, we've, we've seen them have great success in the uh, G5. Um, and yeah, I think the staff saw, like he kept uh, Heckendorf, though. See, he's been there for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, Harley's like the DC too, yeah. coming from, he was a Pitt linebacker coach and recruiting coordinator. That's interesting. They, you know, Pitt's got talent on defense. Um, like, I, I, it's not exciting, but I think it's a good hire. Like, and you already yeah, touched Yeah, like, a, I don't think they're going to. Yeah, go ahead. They're not going to drop off. Uh, no, no, I, I agree. They're, they're probably not going to get any higher, which is, it would be hard because they're already a great program. But, um, yeah, I agree. I, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I think it's a good hire. Uh, just doesn't get you super excited. Yeah, like, the goal, I think, at Arkansas State is, like, I mean, again, Blake Anderson did a fantastic job. Yeah. He was competing for uh, conference titles. But at the end of the day, I think the the goal is seven to nine wins, and I think Butch Jones is, is with mm-hmm. this staff can do that. And I, I think you're right about the Heckendorf, keeping him, keeping continuity, and it, it's uh, Harley was a really good G5 DC hire, yeah. too. So. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Auburn. Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. They fire Gus Malzahn, who ends up taking the Central Florida head coaching job. More on that in a bit. Uh, it sounded like they couldn't get some of the people they were interested in, and they kind of landed on maybe not their number one choice in Boise State head coach Brian Harson, who has done a fantastic job uh, at Boise State, continuing what Chris Peterson built there, uh, and before him, Dan Hawkins. He he went sixty nine and nineteen as the Boise State head coach, and I just think it's such a jump to go from that to Auburn. Auburn's like one of the like eight schools in the country that can legitimately win a national title, and he's he's only once been on a Power Five staff. He he was uh, at Texas for two years. And they weren't that good. He doesn't really have any South ties. No. It's, I, I don't know, it's, it's a very strange hire. What I do like is his OC's Mike Bobo and his DC's Derek Mason. Two guys with deep SEC ties. Yep. Um, who, I mean, Bobo was essentially South Carolina's head coach last year. And obviously Mason was Vanderbilt's head coach for a lot of years. And he also hired Nick Eason as a D-line coach. Will Friend is his O-line coach. And, I mean, Cadillac Williams is a running back coach. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's a weird move. It definitely felt like Auburn fired Melzon with eyes on, on someone big, and then it just didn't work out. And um, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Harson. Like I, I like Harson a lot. I think he's a really good football coach. So it's like it's not even a. Knock I do on not him. like him. For the record, okay. I, I like Har- I think he's a good coach. But yeah, like you said, no, there's no ties there. Um, bringing in uh, Bobo and Mason, two guys like you just said, were coaching the SEC last year. That's a really good move. Uh, I don't know. It just feels like it's not going to work too much. So I, I, I gave it a bit of a bump with Harson because I like him. I gave it a six and a half, but I, I don't know. It's like a okay. we're about to. I I give it a C plus, so we're on the same page. Yeah, it feels like a like a slightly downgrade to be honest. Yeah, I would have rather kept Gus Malzahn. I do love Gus Malzahn though. Um, and I guess my the the thing about I I think you're right where it's. It's a low ceiling but high floor higher where I don't think they're going to just crumble and not be a bolt. Like, yeah. they're not going to become what Tennessee has become. But I don't think they're going to be a top-time program under Brian Harson. Like, like, I think they'll yeah. be a middling top 25 team. Like, 
they'll win eight to ten games, but I don't think he's the guy who's gonna. If Gus Malzahn wasn't good enough for you, I don't think this is an upgrade. Yeah, exactly. And I was about to say, it feels like they're gonna win eight to nine games, and maybe, maybe he's gonna win ten there if if he if he's really lucky. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a funny move, but I, I kind of like I, I don't know. I like Carson, so I'm happy for him, but uh, it's a weird move. <laughs> I, I, the Derek Mason DC hire, I think, was a slam dunk because yeah. I think he was one of the the best options yeah. um, on the market for a defensive coordinator job. But uh, I, I guess it, it, recruiting is going to be big, big, big. Um, just because he do, again, it, it always worries me when you hire a guy who doesn't have big time ties, and it's not like Boise State was is known for their recruiting. They've done a really good job developing. Yeah. Uh, I also do think the writing was on the wall. Brian Harson had a lot of issues um, with uh, the Mountain West and boy, was like kind of pushing towards Boise State leaving it. So mm-hmm. and, very interesting. Yeah, I, I've still I'm I've long hoped that Boise State's made the jump to the Power Five. I'm sure many people do, but I hope I hope it happens. To be honest, well, the, I think the coolest possible outcome would be Boise State moving to the Pac-12 and then North Dakota State. Moving to the Mountain West. That'd be really fucking cool, for sure. Uh, but as we've okay, we mentioned, of, not, they don't have the grades, Rob, for the Pac-12. It's, it's, it's true. Uh, okay, but speaking of Boise State, uh, Harson leaves for the Auburn job, which brings uh, an opening at Boise State. They've got a long history putting their head coaches into the Power Five. Um, so they... they, they, uh, they they, they go and hire, I think, the absolute best candidate they had, Andy Avalos, the Oregon defensive coordinator, who spent the last two years uh, in, in Eugene. But prior to that, was uh, on the defensive staff in Boise State for years. He's uh, a legendary linebacker. He's young. He's only 39. So he knows the landscape. He knows kind of how Boise State, well, he definitely knows how Boise State works. And he, he had a, a huge part in Oregon kind of rebounding and, and, and getting back in winning a Rose Bowl two years ago. Um, I love this hire. I don't really think there was any other clear options. Well, Kellen uh, Moore, his, OC's, his OC's Tim Plough, his DC Spencer Danielson, uh, special team Stacey Collins. Uh, the other really good thing about this, I think, is who he hired as his assistant head coach in Frank Mayle, who comes over from uh, Utah State. And he was the interim last year, and, and a lot of those guys, uh, or a lot of those players, wanted to keep him on as head coach. And he's another just a young uh, guy who knows the West Coast and has. Uh, he's a very good defensive line coach. So I, I think I give this an A. This is tied for my highest grade. Yeah, this is an absolute uh, slam dunk. And like you said, the staff is really good. Uh, keeping Danielson, he was co DC there, is is great. Uh, Avalos, like you just said, he was fucking. He did a great job at Oregon. It just feels like they're keeping the Boise train rolling. It, it was all just a slam dunk. Exactly. Here. Um, I, I think Tim Plow, Plow, the it, I don't know how to say his name, is the interesting part of this. Like he feels kind of boomer bust. Like he had those UC. He was UC Davis's uh, OC, uh, and he had those like mm-hmm. UC Davis offices cooking and Keelan, Keelan Doss fucking lighting up people, but. That that's the interesting part. Like everything else feels like a slam dunk. Like you said, uh, Miley, uh, that's a terrific hire coming from Utah State. Uh, Plow just feels like the interesting part, and it's not like I think this is going to be the, you know, if he doesn't cook, then the whole thing falls apart. Because I, I don't believe that at all. I think this is a great staff. It's just that's interesting to me. 
Um, I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. I, I think it's terrific. I, you know what? I'm bumping it. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. He, I, I like your point though. He is kind of more of the unknown because, like you said, they they they're retaining Danielson, and and like you, you agree with me, Avalos. I mean, outside of I guess Kellen Moore was the the, the clear option. Guy. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and those those are offenses and or I, at least last year with Hank Bachmar being hurt the whole time. Um, Kind of took a step back, and sure. Boise State didn't seem like themselves last season. Uh, I think Avalos can re- kind of rejuvenate that, and maybe in a couple of years he's taken a, a a P5 head coaching job. Yeah, I mean that, that's he definitely could be, or he could be just the the guy to stick around. I mean, a bit of both, but like it's like you, you always feel good that Boise's gonna come back with another really good hire because I mean they've done it three straight times for what fifteen years now, sixteen, whatever it's been. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I lied. This is my highest grade. Okay, I, I, I think I have, a, I have a couple Just more nines. Is. Oh, geez, okay. Uh, okay, jumping to the, the, the conference where it's – the conference it's about family. That's what I think about the Big Ten. Um, and Illinois, and they're going back to that Big Ten family well and bringing back a familiar name. Uh, they hired Brett Bielma, who the former Wisconsin Badgers Rose Bowl head coach mm-hmm. – um, and after that, Arkansas, we won't really get into that. Uh, but he was the Giants outside linebackers coach. Um, he replaces Lovey Smith, who couldn't really – he had one bowl year, but outside of that, couldn't really turn it around. But looked great on the sidelines all the time. <laughs> In that sick mess. Uh, <laughs> Bielma hired Tony Peterson as his OC. Ryan Walters, which I think is a big piece of why I kind of actually do like this, yeah. uh, as his uh, DC – Ben Miller's special teams coach. Uh, what do you think? Uh, no, I, I look, I'm going to miss Lovey with all my heart. Um, but Bielma feels like a good hire. I mean, like you said, he's been in the Big yeah. Ten. He's had great success in the Big Ten with, with Wisconsin. He sunk at Arkansas, but we'll ignore that. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to make Illinois like a perennial contender or anything, but I, I think they're going to be competitive year in and year out under Bielema. And like you said, Walters feels like a home run as a D.C. Peterson coming from App State is an interesting O.C. hire. Um, that, that could be boom, not, not, not plow level, but it could be boom, could be bust. I think it's a good hire. I, I think, I, I think we both wanted like a, you know, a Lance Leipold or something coming over from Buffalo. But, uh, if you're going with, you know, like you said, keeping the big 10 family, I, I think this works. I gave it a seven and a half out of 10. Yeah. Uh, Bielma's style of coaching fits what Illinois yeah, in the sure. big 10 need. I mean, at Wisconsin, what what he did, I mean, he it was a ground and pound game that just out muscling, out toughing other teams, and that doesn't really work in the SEC, and that's obviously why it didn't yeah. totally work at Arkansas. He did find a little bit of success there, though. Um, I mean, compared to what they had after him, true. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> two eleven win teams uh, at Wisconsin, three trips to the Rose Bowl. He knows how to win in the Big Ten. Ryan Walters, I think, is going to be a head coach at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the Missouri defensive coordinator, and I think he's just one of the best defensive coordinators in college football. Tony Peterson has coached in the Big Ten. Uh, he he was the the OC when Minnesota had all those running backs, the Marion Barbers and Lawrence Maronis of the world. He's been around a long and time. That, yeah, that style of football is what Bielma does, so I think they'll be on the same page. Um like I think at the end of the day, Illinois is just 
trying to win six to eight games, and I think Bielema can do that. Yeah. They're, they're also, like, they should be able to recruit better talent because Illinois got talent. I, I, I mean, they shouldn't be out-recruited by Northwestern, just given what Northwestern has to work against. Um, the, like, if you're a four-star in Illinois, you should want to go play at the University of Illinois, but because of what they've been in the last decade, none of those guys want to go there, so they go out of state. And I'd be able to fix that. Uh, I, I, I give it a B. I, like... I don't think you necessarily are like, fuck, we're going to be, like you said, we're not going to compete for Big Ten titles, but we're going to be playing in bowl games with Brick Yeah, Yeah, and like, maybe they'll be in the mix in November in the in the Big Ten West. You know, like, I think it's a good hire. Just a really no, I mean, solid like, hire. Every, like, yeah, every three years, if they've got the right team together, they're, they're competing uh, with Wisconsin. Like, I think that, that, that would be best-case scenario. Yeah, pretty much. But, I mean, like, like Northwestern can win the division. Like, uh, I can see this staff pulling off a, a sneaky Northwestern type of year. <laughs> well, I mean, they got Brandon Peters, so it'll be this year. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. The University of Louisiana Monroe. AJ's alma mater. You know who else is alma mater? Tim Brando. Sick. And you know who Tim Brando wanted as head coach? Terry Bowden. And that is why we are here. They uh they fired um <laughs> they fired Matt Vietta or, or I don't know how, how you say that but he was not a good head coach for them no. but they're also like the they're like the least funded uh, FBS program they've considered dropping to the FCS uh, it's hard to win there it's one of the hardest places to win in college football um, Vietta just joined Louisiana staff which I respect as a quality control guy uh, Bowden was like very out of nowhere he yeah. he was a Clemson GA. Uh, he was working to get his his uh, his masters so he could be on staff as a GA. It's very strange, but yeah, Tim Brando wanted him as head coach, and that's kind of how this happened. Um, he, in his defense, although this is such a what the fuck hire, he won in Akron, which is like yeah, one of the, uh, in the same atmosphere of, uh, as Louisiana Monroe, where it's hard to win. Like he made two bowl games in in I think seven years. Which is, like, not good, but it is good for Akron. So, I can kind of, like, if that's what you're arguing, okay. He he hired Zach Alley as his DC, which I, I think is an okay hire. Uh, and then he brought in Rich Rod as yes. his OC, who was his OC, <laughs> or his brother's OC, I should say, at Clemson. Um, which, I, it's a very, and Rich Rod's son transferred from Arizona to them, too, <laughs> which is interesting. I, I still give it a D, like, I don't... I don't know. Part part of it is just because if you're Louisiana Monroe and you're hiring this, I guess brand name really is Bobby Bowden's son, yeah. and he's I mean he was the head coach at Auburn in the '90s. It gets the people talking, but I think you'd be better off taking a big swing at a young guy who's gonna be super boomer boomer bust and just letting him try and build something rather than this. Because doesn't it just feel like Terry Bowden? in three years will retire and then like maybe rich rod just gets named the head coach i don't know <laughs> i yeah that's fair uh, but also like you know maybe maybe bowden does the grimy work and gets the program uh, up a little bit and then they hire someone boomer boss uh it's not bad like it's it's an upgrade and that, that's why i'm looking at it it's an upgrade over Vietter. i don't even know his name he was a terrible coach because there was some talent on that ulm team last year and it 
Just uh, shit the bed. <laughs> Doug Peterson's kid. Yeah, Doug Peterson should be the head coach, totally, by the way. But <laughs> um, I give it a six. It's not bad. Bow- like you said, Bowden's a brand name. Uh, it's a weird, weird, goofy hire. Richrod makes it even goofier. But we've seen him. Obviously, he's had some really good offenses. I don't know. Who knows? This is weird. Go Warhawks is all I'm saying. Uh, I guess my, my thing is with um, Vieter or whatever. <laughs> I, I appreciate that neither of us know how to say his name. Like, he's a, he was a born and bred Louisiana. Like, he was a big-time high school head coach in Louisiana. He uh, kind of was a big piece in making McNeese State a, a big-time FCS program in Louisiana. So you, you tried that route with yeah. just the guy who can bring in the talent because of his connections in Louisiana, and it did not work at all. And Bowden just seems so strange. Like, doesn't have any ties except he's friends with Tim Brando and – I don't know. To me, it, it just should have just named Rich Rod head coach and probably would have given him a better grade because I think Rich Rod, Rich, 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 I get, Rich Rod's system can it, he can scheme up lack of talent. It I sounds guess, like you're you're selling yourself plus. on it. I think I think you're boosting this. Grade. I I think it's hilarious. Like I'm giving it a D, but I'm glad it happened. I just think there's many more. It's it's very. Let's just hire this old white guy because his dad's Bobby Baden and he used to be a head coach, whether he's good or not. And it's just very that, which I hate. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But <laughs> flipping, flipping to something I love, Marshall hiring Charles Huff, who is one of the best recruiters in college football, who's the Al- Alabama's assistant head coach slash running backs coach, um, one of the best recruiters in college football. Nick Saban loved this guy. Um I mean, the man walked on at Hampton, started his career playing running back, ended his career as like an all-conference center. So you have to respect that. He's only 37. He was Saquon Barkley's running back coach. He was uh, Kylan Hill's running back coach when he had his best year at Mississippi State. Um, he he like I think this is I, I I'll say I give it an A minus only because I don't understand firing Doc Holiday. Yeah, that, but yeah. if you're gonna, f- that 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 was a very political thing. There's a lot of you can go read up on, <laughs> but it's so crazy how how weird college football is. Where I know. if if this <laughs> the the governor of the state like doesn't like a guy, he might not be the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> Just craziness. Anyway, so it, it was strange that the fire Doc Holiday. But if they're gonna reset, be younger, and, and kind of hope to to take Marshall back to winning Conference USA Championships. I think Charles Huff's a slam dunk. A minus. Uh, his OC's Tim Cramsey. His, his DC's Lance Guidry. Um, Clint Trickett's on staff. Bill Legs is assistant head coach. He built a good staff. Uh, and, I like, he's again, he's one of the best recruiters, and I think he's going to do a really good job because Marshall's one of those G5 programs that can go into Florida – and get maybe maybe the guys who aren't able to go to Miami, some of those higher end yeah. three stars, and, and Marshall can pluck those guys. Yeah, no, I, like it, it, you know, it's a program with some luster because of the history there. And uh, yeah, I, I want to start by saying that the firing of Holiday is still so fucking weird. Like you said, political. And obviously, I, I thought it was dumb when they they made that move. But like you just said, Huff seems absolutely awesome. Like, and like everyone he's brought in either has ties to Marshall or to West I Virginia. Love them. Plus, they have nice resumes. Yes. It, it just feels like a program building higher for a program like that's bang competitive because Holiday is a good coach. 
Um, it, it just feels like you said, uh, like something to take them to the next level. And like I, they're going to be winning conference championships, I think, if they can recruit, um, which they should be able to, because Huff is fucking awesome at it. This feels like a slam dunk. I, I again, it sucks that they kind of for the reasons they fired Holiday. It sucks, uh, but this hire is awesome. So I, I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, like I. It, it, they hired like the one guy they could hire. Yeah. Where you, it's almost like like okay, firing Doc Holiday super weird. But they hired the one guy where the, you can be like, well, maybe this was the right move. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's how I feel. <laughs> um, and and what was I gonna say? I wonder if Doc like, do you think Doc Holiday is just gonna be done? I don't know. I I guess so. Like he's, oh. I feel like he he like legally can't coach outside of the state of West Virginia. That's true. That is that is true. <laughs> um, by the like, way, when you, when you said going into to Florida and pulling guys out that didn't go to Miami, are you thinking of Rakeem Cato specifically? <laughs> yes, specifically. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with Doc Holiday. That's a good question. He's 63, so it feels like it's just over, or he takes over an FCS uh, FCS program in the state of West Virginia. That'd be cool. I guess. It would be cool. Okay. South Alabama. Speaking of young, cool head coaching hires, yeah. um, the youngest of the group here. South Alabama fired Steve Campbell, who never really found any success there. Again, one of the har- harder... Har- okay. One of the harder places to win just because they recently jumped... To the FBS, yeah. but they have like higher end um, facilities than a lot of like G five schools. A brand new stadium. Yes, exactly. Like the Sun Belt, a lot like secretly a lot of their places have invested well. So I, I actually think that, like it's smart to fire Steve Campbell, reset, get the young guy in. Uh, they 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 hire Kane Womack from Indiana, who was the DC the last two years. He was South Alabama's DC mm-hmm. uh, for two years, um, 2016-17, so he knows what South Alabama's all about. For them, this I think this was, again, kind of similar to Marshall. This is the best possible hire for them. Yeah, like, I, 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 don't, I, t- I don't really know who else you look towards if you're South Alabama and, and you're going for the young up-and-comer. Look what Indiana did last season, what they've done the last couple of years. He's been on that defensive staff. I trust anyone Tom Allen trusts. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a sneaky great hire. Like like I said, Womack's only 33, was doing a fantastic job in Indiana. The familiarity is there because he was South Alabama's uh, D.C., like you said. Um, this is a big upgrade. I, Steve Campbell, just one of those guys that just didn't uh, get you too pumped about anything. And <laughs> Major Applewhite is kind of a nice OC to <laughs> snag, too. Like, that's not bad for, for, for him not, you know, being weird about jackets and stuff or being a head coach. Uh, but for like USA as their OC, that's I think that's a nice hire. And like like you said, Womack, that's exciting. I give this an eight out of ten. I think this is sneaky great. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. I give it the same grade as I gave Charles Huff and, and Marshall. I give it an A minus because you have to look at it in the context of for this school, yeah. given the circumstances, is there a better hire out there? I don't think there was for that. Agreed. And, and I, I'm with you in the major Apple kid, major Apple White, as a head coach. Yeah, no, but didn't necessarily go great, but he's a really experienced and still pretty young uh, OC. He he's coached major college football 
he he was obviously he was part of the Nick Saban Alabama analyst rehabilitation program last year, um, <laughs> but like he's been a successful offensive coordinator, and if you're South Alabama, you're not going to get a bigger no. name than him as your OC. No, it's a great hire. <laughs> and, and 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 Corey Batune is DC. I think sneaky because he's been around the block as a DC in the in the G five, and he's been around the block as an assistant coach in the fucking SEC. It's a good staff, man. This is a really good hire. And, and like Marshall can go into Florida and recruit, uh, USA can come up to Canada and go to the hotbed of Brampton and recruit, baby. Brandon Bridge, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of nepotism, <laughs> from earlier when you mentioned Brandon Carroll, uh, South <laughs> South Carolina hired um, Shane Beamer, baby, as their head coach. And if you're thinking to yourself, Beamer, where have I heard that before? Well, his dad happens to be Virginia Tech Hall of Fame head coach, Frank Beamer. The GOAT. Um, so Shane Beamer, the South Carolina fans love it because he's coached there before. So he knows. He, he coached under Spurrier. So he knows. Like, he knows the program. He knows they're capable of winning 11 games. Um, he also coached for his dad. He coached for Kirby Smart. And he, he spent the last three years uh, – as Lincoln Riley's assistant head coach. Okay. I think he is qualified to be a college football head coach by his resume, but to be an SEC head coach and like act like this is a slam dunk hire is like, you're just, you're kidding yourself. I totally agree. Like like if Shane Beamer became head coach at like, I'm trying to think at South Alabama, (laughs) you'd be like, that's a, that's a pretty good hire. Or whatever, but in, in terms of this, I think like Will Muschamp was way more qualified, and I don't think many people liked when he was hired. Uh, who he he was obviously fired and replaced now with Shane Beamer. Will Muschamp is uh, Georgia's defensive analyst as Kirby Smart begins his Nick Saban rehabilitation analyst program. Um, but yeah, like do you? I see a lot. I follow a lot of South Carolina people on Twitter. And they seem to love it, which it's a very unproven staff and very not, like, full of experienced SEC assistants. Um, yeah, okay, let, let me start. I agree with you. Beamer is, like, interesting. I, I think he's definitely interesting. Uh, the resume is nice. Uh, the nepotism isn't. But I, I agree. Like, I would have liked to see him get some G5 head coach experience before hiring him anywhere in the, in the Power Five. But, yeah, like you said – South Carolina loves that fucking familiarity thing. Um, he's only coached at big time schools, but like you said, his coach is Frank. His dad is Frank Beamer, so like that's all nepotism. I don't know, but I, I do like the added tutelage of Lincoln Riley at the end. That's a nice bump. Um, I li- I think I like Shane Beamer, but I don't know if this is gonna work out. And like you said, the staff yeah. seems very meh. Yeah, like so. Uh, I again, I think you could justify hiring him as like a G five or maybe even a. Non-SEC, Power 5 head coach, uh, uh, I don't, it just seems like such a jump. Like, this is, this is so much more to do with nepotism, yeah. I think, than anything else, yeah. right? No, if his, if like his last name wasn't Beamer, he wouldn't have this job. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And, like, I, it is nice that he coaches at Carolina for the old ball coach, and, like, yeah. he knows what the standard could, could be or should be, I guess. I just also think South Carolina fans are kidding themselves if they think they're competing for SEC titles. Um, I think that that was a very specific era that's come and gone. 
Uh, the Marcus Satterfield OC hire is very mad to me. Like, it's a Matt he, Rule guy. he spent la- he spent last season. Yeah, he's a Matt Rule guy. He's Baylor's tight end coach. He's last season he was the assistant line coach for the Panthers. He was uh, not a good <laughs> coach at Tennessee Tech. Like he he does know the SEC landscape, which I guess is a plus. And the Carolinas. Uh, <laughs> and the Carolinas. Um, I do think Clayton White was a sneaky good hire as DC. Um, they brought him over from Western Kentucky. Um, but again, like that seems like a pretty big jump yeah. to go from Western Kentucky DC to SEC DC. And he did so a solid a, job there. Like you said, sneaky good, but yeah, it's a big jump. I think, I think it's without a question, the best hire on the staff. Whoa, 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 but, whoa, whoa, whoa. Montario Sorry, Montario Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew you were going to say that. Um, I don't mind Torian Gray either coming from Florida to coach the DBs. I think that's a pretty solid hire. Mike Peterson, he played in the NFL for 15 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I give it a C plus. Like I, I think this staff is capable of being like a bowl eligible South Carolina fan mm-hmm. or no, South Carolina team, but they're not going to live up to what the fans think they can be, which has I, I don't know, like this. I think if everything clicks right, like they can be a consistent seven-win team. Yeah, <laughs> but South Carolina fans think they should win double-digit games, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm I have I'm smart and I don't follow any South Carolina fans on Twitter. Uh, I give it a six. I give it a six out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm I think we're both in the same wheelhouse. Like I like being. I'd like to see them get real head coaching experience before making this massive leap. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Southern Miss. Speaking of massive leaps. Um, they hired Will Hall, who was the Tulane OC, after Jay Hobson uh, resigned, like a game in. Yeah. Um, anyway, basically, Will Hall kind of being tied to this job has a lot to do with his just his ties in the state of Mississippi. He's from there. He played college football there. Um, he he's coached there. He was the head coach at West Alabama and West Georgia. Yeah. Like he he's he's got experience as a head coach, which is a plus. I, like it's not a super exciting hire. Southern Miss has like weird high standards too. Um, I'm pretty sure his dad's like a legendary high school Mississippi coach. Um, he also doesn't have an OC because he's gonna call plays. Yeah. Austin Armstrong's his DC. Greg Myers is special teams coordinator. What? I, I have a hard time. Like I understand the hire, but I, like I don't know. Is this really like? I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I don't – yeah, I don't – again, like you just said, it's not exciting at all. I don't think it's a bad hire. Like you said, the, the FCS head coach experience is pretty nice, and, like, he did a solid job as Tulane's OC. Took a bit of a step back this year. I don't know. I, I'll give it a five and a half. I had it as a six. I'm going to I'm gonna downgrade it to a five and a half. It's okay. It's all right. Again, it comes back to what you think Southern Miss can be, and uh, they have high expectations there. Can – can they get back to, I don't know, Larry Fedora level? I give it a C. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I had those Southern Miss teams fucking cooking in like NCAA 08. So, I mean, if you get back to my level, uh, yeah, that's why that's I'm grading on a curve here, Rob. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, okay, Tennessee, speaking of unfair expectations <laughs> of head coaches, uh, they basically they, they got Jerry, Jeremy Pruitt fired after extending him like a year ago. Um, and they got him fired with cause for 
they, they told on themselves and basically put whoever they hired as their next head coach in a hole recruiting-wise because of sanctions. And they're probably going to still end up having to pay Jeremy Pruitt. It's a shit show. Tennessee's been a shit show basically our entire lives. Yeah. This century. Um, yeah. Uh, and it sounded – so t- Tennessee hired um, UCF's athletic director, um, Danny White, who then – it sounded like couldn't get – some of the people he wanted to hire on the phone potentially because of the sanctions. And he hired the guy he hired at Central Florida and he hired Josh Hubel, who brought Alex Golsh as his OC and Tim Banks as his DC. Yeah. I honestly like Josh Hubel. I, I'm going to be honest. I've always kind of liked him. At, okay. And I don't. I know you don't. And I know lots of UCF fans don't. Um, but like you said, Tennessee is a fucking disaster. I I don't know. Why would you want this job right now? I know it's still Tennessee, but is it? Um, he doesn't seem like the one to turn Tennessee around. That, that's that's pretty obvious. And and as we'll get to in a sec, it double sucks for, for Hubel that in his appearances that UCF upgraded with Gus Malzahn. And Malzahn would have been a better hire for Tennessee. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It started to slip at UCF a bit. Like It's hard to judge this season, but no, it, de- it definitely looked like things were starting to go a bit. Um, I, I don't like this, but I don't like Tennessee. Um, I don't know. That, that staff is it's okay. I gave it a f- five and a half. But, like, that that's trying to ignore the, the shit show even. I gave it a C. He took a step back every year at UCF after taking over yeah. uh, for the national championship team. The, if you're looking for a positive, the offense will be more exciting. For sure, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, this isn't, again, it's not the guy who's going to get you to your ridiculous expectations. <laughs> Speaking of ridiculous expectations, maybe not so ridiculous in the state of Texas, where Tom Herman was fired, he'll probably be a G5 head coach soon, no? Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen, but I guess just the timing of everything. Uh, so the Longhorns hired Alabama OC Steve Sarkeesian, who put together one hell of a staff. Brought Kyle Flood in as his OC slash O-line coach from Alabama. Brought Pete Kwiatkowski uh, as his D.C. outside linebackers coach. He was Washington's D.C. Brought Jeff Banks as assistant coach, tight ends coach, and special teams coordinator, also from Alabama. Uh, I mean, he hired Blake Gideon. That's a big plus. Brought A.J. Milwee with him from Alabama. And Jeff Cote. I don't know how to say Montana's that. Montana's head he's coach. A big, yeah. Yeah, he hired Montana's head coach, who was up for the Boise State head coaching job. So it's a really strong staff. Sark obviously um, had some issues at uh, USC and Washington. By all accounts, he he is good to go. Um, He he didn't do a great job at USC or Washington, but he always did – like he recruited pretty well, and it looks like Texas already recruiting well. Mm-hmm. They they got five star quarterback Malik Murphy for twenty twenty two. I think if anyone's going to turn Texas around, like he is the offensive mind that can scheme guys. But John Robinson's not going to have a lack of touches at least. So I give it an A minus. Yeah, like it definitely all feels different for Sark here. Like it's it finally feels he's like he's got it all together, and this really really impressive staff helps. Um, and like you said, his offense was amazing last year, and it wasn't just the insane talent at Bama. Like, you saw Sark's play calling and play designs. They were amazing. They were kill- He was killing it. Um, I'm going to be – like, I'm still a little afraid of buying in on everything, um, I, but I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work. I, 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 so I am buying it. I gave it an 8 out of 10, and 
if I was a little more bought in, I, I would have bumped a bit. I, I like the higher. I think this all feels good for Texas, but who knows? <laughs> Full disclosure: I thought Tom Herman was going to work too. So. I did too. Yeah, I, I totally did. So, and it, it wasn't for a lack of recruiting because they recruited well. So we'll see. Um, UCF, you mentioned Gus Malzahn, maybe an upgrade from Josh Hupel, who left for the Tennessee OC job. Malzahn hired Travis Williams as his DC, Brian Blackman as special teams coordinator, Tim Harris and G.J. Kinney as his <laughs> OCs, but he is going to call plays. Herb Hand is his O-line coach, is also a slam dunk. Um, I'm giving it a B plus. I mean, UCF's got all of the resources to be a consistent top g5 yeah. new year's six bowl team if gus malzahn's in his bag and at, at his peak calling plays dylan gabriel's gonna have a huge year uh i'm pretty excited to see what this looks like yeah i like this i mean gj <laughs> kenny always has a soft spot for, for me so i love that like bringing williams over from auburn that's good gibbs from mizzou that's really interesting too because we've already talked about that mizzou staff uh, you know who else is there as director of football ops? Fucking Michael Orr's brother, SJ Tui. That's that's goofy. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a slam dunk home run, Rob. It, it, it fits. I think he fits UCF perfectly. I, I think like the talent on the field like fits his scheme perfectly already, and the big pedigree. I give it a nine out of ten. I think this is a great hire, and I, okay, I, I uh, yeah, I give it a B plus. Yeah, I think like like we've talked about. It's an it's an, I like hypo, but I think it's an upgrade still. So obviously so. Um, it also seems like Gus Malzahn is pretty like he's not looking to yeah. like, considering how much money he got from Auburn too, but like he's not looking to use this as he, the stepping stone to the agreed. SEC job. He feels bought in. He d- he definitely does. I agree. Yeah, like this is he wants to coach here for the next ten years and retire, which makes me happy for UCF because I mean obviously I I, I mean I guess some people don't like the program because they claim the national championship, but. It's hard not to like them and, uh, you know, losing these coaches all the time. I want to see sustained. I love Gus, too. I'm not a huge Gus Malzahn fan. Like, it's not that I dislike him at all, but I, I do like this fit, and I feel like this is pretty perfect. I, I love him. Uh, okay, Utah State hired Blake Anderson after the Gary Anderson fiasco. Um, Gary and- Anderson Part 2, Electric. I'm going to quit in the middle of the season slash mutually part ways slash get fired. Um Blake Anderson, making that G5 head coach the new G5 head coach, like, you don't see that very no. much. There, B- B- Blake Anderson had a lot to do with personal stuff. Like, not, not, that sounds ominous. Like, after his wife died, like, he just wanted to kind of get out of the, the constant remembering of being at Arkansas State. Yeah. So he takes the Utah State head coaching job. Um, I think it's, like, if you're Utah State, going from Gary Anderson to Blake Anderson, like that's that's such a jump up. Blake Anderson at Arkansas State cooking. He hired a really cool staff mm-hmm. too. He he said he made it a point to to make it a diverse staff. Um, he, he wanted every player on his team to feel like they were represented by someone on the staff, which I, I think something uh, more coaches should think about. Um, and, and so he hired Anthony Tucker as OC, Ephraim Banda as his DC, uh, Chucky Keaton's on staff. <laughs> That's the best part, yeah. Uh, like Utah State, we've seen, can be a good program. Yeah. Like uh, the going back to the Chucky Keaton days um, and, and obviously what Matt Wells did with Jordan Love. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think Blake Anderson can have them as a consistent bowl team and, and maybe every once in a while really competing in the Mountain West. 
as a Seahawks fan, I have a soft spot for Utah State because of Bobby Wagner and Robert Turbin. <laughs> and and I, I also liked Matt Wells a lot, too. Um, and I fucking hate Gary Anderson. Fuck Gary Anderson. Long live Blake Anderson. I love Blake Anderson. Uh, the staff team's awesome. Tucker from UCF. Uh, Ephraim Breda from Miami. Yeah, Chuck Heaton is a bonus. I think this is a great hire. Like you said, you don't see... Like, realistically, it's a fairly lateral move, but for personal reasons, it makes sense. Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10. I I love this. I love this so much for Utah State. The other thing is, Blake Anderson seems like he's pretty content being a G5. Like, he's not... It's not a stepping stone job, which is... Like, when you go into a rebuild type thing with Utah State, that's kind of what you're looking for, right? Like, Blake Anderson, I'm, like, very sure could have taken a power five job at some point with his success at arkansas state and he never did and then making this move uh, i'm pretty excited no that that, i like utah that's a good point like it doesn't feel like he's jumping from a program he he built to be great um to like a a program that's a little bit better that you can take to the next level and then jump this feels like he's he's taking on a project in, in in hopes of rebuilding utah state and that feels like he's there for the long haul and that that's great, and I, I I love I love everything about this hire. To be honest. Okay, finally Vanderbilt. After um, I think Derek Mason was head coach for seven years, never really turned it around. After they lost James Franklin to Penn State, um, they hired Clark Leo, who was Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, but is a Vanderbilt alum, born and raised in Nashville. I get the the people who wanted Vanderbilt to hire. Like, uh, uh, go from a defensive coach to a young, hotshot offensive guy. Sure. I totally get that. Yeah. But, again, with this program like Vanderbilt, given the circumstances of the academics making it hard, much harder to recruit, I'm always for hiring a guy who totally understands that. Obviously, him having played there, he understands that. One of the best DCs in college football the last couple of years, too. Um is he going to actually be your Pat Fitzgerald with what <laughs> Fitzgerald's in Northwestern? Yeah. Probably not. But you can see a path to him getting them to 6-6, six and six, which, again, that's kind of, I think, the goal at Vanderbilt. Um, he hired David Rise as OC, Jesse Minter as his DC. He's got Joey Lynch on staff as a QB coach. I don't think there's a smarter hire. I give them a B plus. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's a slam dunk. Like, there's pretty much a perfect hire, like you said. And he's still young. He's a great DC like, everything checks out. And obviously, like you said, the, the deep, deep ties, ties to Vandy. Uh, the staff looks pretty interesting. Rye coming from the, the, the Cardinals as their wide receiver coach. He's been with Cliff Kingsbury before. That's a, a, a bit of a jump, but an interesting hire. Minter uh, coming from the Ravens as his D.C. Uh, they got baby Doug Marone, Justin Listig, who's their assistant coach, tight end coach, and special teams coordinator <laughs> coming from Cuse. Uh, I, I think this is all a home run. And, yeah, like you said, people are already calling him uh, Vandy's Pat Fitzgerald. Maybe a bit of a stretch, but like like you just said, if they're hiring a young hotshot um, offensive guy, first of all, I, I don't think that's as important in college football as it is in the NFL. But no. t- to go on with that, like you said, recruiting would be tough. And when you're hiring someone like that, they are just trying to use Vandy as a stepping stone. They're, they're not coming in to build it. Uh, I think Clark Lee is here for, a lo- for the long haul. And, um, yeah, it's tough circumstances because of how great academically the school is and being in the SEC. Uh, I think he can pull it together. I, I think he can get this Vandy program back. I give it a 9 out of 10. I think this is about as good as a hire as you could possibly make. You also th- like have to assume he'll have a long leash considering how long Derek Mason had yeah. there too, right? Yeah. So like they're going to let him try and build this thing and 
he knows the area so well and he's also obviously he's got he's got ties to Big Ten country having been at Notre Dame um he was he was at Wake and Syracuse and he's been at UCLA like he's coached literally all over the country yeah. so I think that's another big plus yeah okay before we move on let's just quickly I gave Arizona a D oh I gotta scroll up I, I gave Arizona I think it was a five okay no four and a half Are four and a half I changed it I changed it right? four and a half yeah Okay, I gave Arkansas State a B minus. Seven. Butch Jones, baby. Auburn C plus. Six and a half. Boise State an A. Nine out of ten. Illinois a B. Seven and a half out Wait, of ten. I think yeah, B. Uh Louisiana Monroe a D. I gave it a six. Uh Marshall an A minus. Charles Huff got a nine out of ten for me. South Alabama an A minus. Eight out of ten for me. South Carolina C plus six out of ten. Southern Mississippi five and a half. <laughs> Tennessee a C five and a half. Sark in Texas an A minus. Sark got an eight. UCF a B plus nine out of ten. Utah State a B nine out of ten. Vandy a B plus nine out of ten. I like the last three. Prob- that probably wasn't like fun to listen to. I just wanted to remember what you gave people so. <laughs> Uh, you know what else, AJ? Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneakers, authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. It's free to sell sneakers $100 and up on eBay. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transition worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. I'm starting to lose my voice. Um, okay, also, March Madness is almost here. College basketball is very much nearing its peak. Um, conference tournaments are only, really only like a week away yep, at this point. Yep. Uh, we just watched Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in overtime. We saw Kate Cunningham pull off the upset. It was wonderful. Yeah, Xavier's almost upsetting Crate. Uh, college basketball is awesome right now. And uh, you know what's yes. cool too? It's like a lot of these teams have such a backloaded schedule so there's a shit ton of games to bet on there it is that's how we wrapped it all together there so head to bet online and uh on on, on your on your laptop on your mobile device whatever floats your boat and receive 50 percent off uh welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts okay aj my voice is really suffering here okay uh, we will quickly do this. I've got a list of group of five head coaches who could jump to the P5 in a potential landing spot. You just hit me with a yay or nay. Okay. All right. I, I, and I'll make you a nice hot tea with uh, some uh, honey in it after the after the show. Well, that's what you do after every show. Of course. It has its tradition. Um, okay. Luke Fickle, Cincinnati's head coach. couple options. Cincinnati joins the Big 12, so then he's just a Power 5 coach. Uh, Penn State. If James Franklin potentially leaves for the USC job and Michigan. I love all three options. My my only thing is 
Uh, I mean, like, I'd love to see Cincinnati make the leap, and uh, I think they should. I don't want it to be the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12 is needy for it, but I don't know. Just seeing them jump that far. I, you know how I, I like my my conferences geographically sound. So that, that's my only issue there. But I, I think all three of those landing spots or sticking spots for Fickle would be great. I, I wanted him as Michigan's head coach. So. Cincinnati can't really join any other conference, I know, though. So. I know. The Big East is coming the back. Big 12, that's my yeah. Opinion. And the big the Big Twelve wants to become more national, so it would be smart for them. It would. I, I'm just saying, it, as a geographical nerd and as someone who doesn't love the Big Twelve, it, it'd be mutually beneficial. It'd be a good move. Okay, Louisiana head coach Billy Napier. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find spots for him because a lot of the SEC jobs, like like, they're just not going to be open. Yeah. Um, it's also really hard to kind of guess what'll be open because one bad season can result in a firing. For so sure. who knows. Um, but for him, I put LSU, I, maybe at a Ogeron, uh, can't, can't be more than a one-year wonder. Mm-hmm. I mean, in is, this would be an interesting place. He knows the state and I put USC. Do you, do you think that's Billy Napier's leap? Like it's going to be that, that like to blue blood programs, or do you think there's going to be a step in between? Uh, it's hard to find like, cause I think if it would be a step in between, it would be like, uh, a South Carolina type yeah. job, which maybe this is the guy they should have hired. It, it is, um, it's correct. <laughs> um, but a lot of those SEC jobs have just either have fresh head coaches or guys who are not going to be fired. Yeah, so it's hard. It's hard to find a spot for him to go. The, you, you, definitely, and there's not too many like stepping stone programs in the South, and like like UCF, it, maybe that could have been a spot, but clearly they upgraded. And like you said, uh, Scar could have been there. Um, I wonder how Napier would do at LSU. I, I we're both huge Billy Napier fans. I mean, that'd be cool. And and but that question about Edo is interesting. I, I could I mean there's so much love there for Edo, but I could see that that burning out kind of quickly. The the other thing is both Fickle and Napier are per, seem to be choosy. Like they're not gonna yeah. just jump because yeah. of jobs in the P five. Like they're gonna jump because it's a it's a P five program they can they can dominate with. Yeah, definitely. Um if I had to pick one of the two, I, I'm I'm picking LSU. I think it'd be interesting, and maybe that's maybe that's in three years, right? Like if, again, he he's he's got Louisiana cooking as a top twenty five program yeah. now. He he can take his time with this thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, Lance Leopold, Buffalo's head coach, a fan favorite on this show. Here here's two things I'll pitch. He he obviously won six national titles at Wisconsin Whitewater D three program. Uh, he's won at Buffalo, one of the hardest places to win in college football. We thought he might get the Illinois job. Um, okay, Syracuse, if they move on from uh, uh, Babers, and Nebraska. Uh, if, he, if if Syracuse hires him, I think that's an absolute slam dunk. Um, they'd be fun for all parties. Uh, getting getting him in the ACU would be great. I think that'd be amazing. Um, Nebraska, honestly, I'd rather see him go to Cuse because Nebraska, the expectations are so high. I, yeah. I think he'd have Cuse cooking right away. I, I think that I, I like Dino Babers, but I, I think it'd be an upgrade if they hired him today. Okay. Jamie Chadwell, the Coastal Carolina head coach who went from the lowest paid FBS head coach to signing a seven year contract. Okay. If Dave Clawson or Dave Doran yeah. end up. Out of NC State or Wake Forest, I think he is a very logical guy. Um, he's he's obviously got big time Carolina roots. He's never coached in the P five though, um, but 
he I think he's he'll, he'll obviously with uh, Grayson McCall being just uh, going to his sophomore year. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be around a while at Coastal winning. I I definitely agree, and like I think a step to that level of program makes a lot of sense. And like we're not talking about it being next year, but in two years, in three years. No. Because they're going to yeah. keep being good. It seems like that. That was a loaded roster. Um, I, I think that step. I I like to see him in North Carolina. I I I'd like him sticking in the Carolinas, or if he's not, like a really like dirtbag touristy town. Because <laughs> just like just like Myrtle, <laughs> that's where I want him. Oh, yeah. I think he fits that. And I, I think I think both those landing spots would be great, though. I, I think that's the definitely the, the step for him to take. Okay, so we heard, obviously, with what Liberty did last season, yep. some murmurs that Hugh Freeze could get back into the SEC, Auburn, Tennessee, but the SEC has tried to have him not be a coach yeah. since the Ole Miss thing. Um, you know what Power 5 program has a history of not caring about off-field things that like are like not illegal but are illegal in the NCAA's mm-hmm. eyes or in, in poor taste, perhaps? um louisville and louisville obviously has scott satterfield but he was looking at other jobs this offseason and it soured a lot of people in louisville and perhaps he jumps next offseason because of the situation and i don't know hugh freeze makes sense i have not that that thought has never crossed my mind uh i like it i like it i'm i'm it's funny it's it's funny i think it's a good fit he fits like he just said the school and the program and the football team um i, I like that i like that and obviously i love scott satterfield but like you said if he ever makes another leap louisville is always kind of stuck as that they're they're like that stepping stone university and i always kind of feel bad for them but i think like if freeze goes there i think he could stick yeah i mean i think that'd be a slam again. dunk for both parties Okay, Bill Clark, UAB's head coach. Mike Leach's season at Mississippi <laughs> State didn't go as planned, and Mike Leach is known to upset people. If Mississippi State decided, I mean, they moved on from Joe Moorhead after two yeah. years. I think Bill Clark, in SEC country at UAB, literally rebuilt a program that was killed. I think he'd be really interesting at a, at a place like Mississippi State. I know it's a big jump from... From UAB to the SEC, but uh, I, I think it'd be interesting. I Bill Clark is awesome. Um, I obviously love Mike Leach. I think Bill Clark would be a better head coach at Mississippi State than Mike Leach is, <laughs> to be honest. I, I think that that just all fits in perfectly. I, how long do you think Mike Leach's leash is? That's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> it, it depends. Like Mike Leach could have a long leash and then <laughs> burn that leash quickly. Yeah, that's that's also very very true. Um, I like that fit. Um, thank you. I, I I think it'd be nice at Tennessee too. If if again when they fire, <laughs> when they fire Heupel. I think maybe he. You, you love your and then hey Josh Heupel Louisville's a good place for him too. Oh, that's a good point. But yeah, Clark Clark feels like maybe he could be let let the stink wear off a little bit. But maybe he's the one to. Uh, I mean, he did a UAB from literally nothing. Maybe he's the one to uh, rebuild Tennessee. They probably should have hired him. Uh, okay. I mentioned Jay Norvell. Mm-hmm. Should have been hired at Arizona. Nevada's head coach. One of the worst resourced programs in college football. Poised to have a huge year this year, too. Yes. Like That's the G5 team to like really get excited about, I think. Okay, um, if two options. Herm Edwards could retire, or Herm Edwards could get fired. And I think Jay Norvell is a, again, Pac-12, a Pac-12 team looking to kind of 
fix itself. Jay Norvell's my guy. I I agree. Um, if Herm moves on or if Arizona State moves on from Herm, I like that a lot. Um, it feels like Pierce is the next, but, like, yeah, I, I like that. I got more on Pierce later. Okay, all right. I, I like Jay Norvell a lot, and I'm really excited for this Wolfpack team. I mean, you know I've loved Carson Strong for, was it, three years now? So, Yeah. <laughs> And they were uh, they were maybe my favorite team to watch in the in the Bulls this year. I, I enjoyed that bowl game uh, deeply. Toa Tawa, baby, he liked one of our tweets. Okay, Sean Lewis, Kent State's head coach. This is a big, 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 big leap. Virginia Tech, if they move on from Justin Fuente. The Fuente reign is so weird. It's like every year they're throwing at fireman and he wins a couple of games, and it's like, all right, I'll get, we'll, we'll let him walk a little further and. Uh, that is a big leap, but I, Rob, I think you're doing well with these. The, every every one you've picked feels like they fit the program well. Thank you. Uh, okay, Jason Candle, Toledo's head coach, a guy I, I love. Um, okay, if Pitt moves on from Pat Narduzzi, I don't think they will anytime soon. Agree. But I think Candle be an interesting guy. It wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be bad. I. I think it it makes sense from a pit perspective. This is my maybe this is my least favorite fit so far. I don't know why. I just can't. I can't. Well, because because secretly I wanted to put Iowa State when Matt Campbell leaves. Yeah, that's that's. I like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I just. I don't know. I. I mean, I guess I. I, I shouldn't say I don't see candles like really like thriving at Pitt, but I mean, I, realistically, I. I don't know. Toledo feels like a nice fit. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, Ron. Ron. I called you Ron. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brent Brennan, San Jose State's head coach, to UCLA. Chip Kelly hasn't had a winning season. <laughs> um, it feels like a big leap. Uh, UCLA is one of those programs that thinks they're better than they are. Um, I think, like, realistically, it makes sense, but I, I think UCLA goes and tries to pull a, a bigger fish. Maybe after Jed Fish has some success in Arizona, he comes back. <laughs> Uh, Will Healy, Charlotte head coach. I got two options yep. here. Duke, if because um, we we got to keep it in state. Yeah. Duke if Cutcliffe retires, uh, in Kansas because I don't know what like Les Miles. It's the longer Les Miles has been head coach, the worse it's Correct. sounding and getting. Um, so I don't really if you're Kansas, I don't know who you target, but Will Healy's done a, a, a pretty nice job at Charlotte. I, I like that um if Cutcliffe retires uh fit for Will Healy at Duke. I think that's cool. They uh, the other thing is there's a lot of Carolina based G five coaches or Carolina tied G five coaches that Duke should pursue. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm I Duke's next step is gonna be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, final one. Sonny Dykes, SMU's head coach. The, the man is built to coach in Texas. I don't think he'll ever leave SMU. <laughs> That's true. But the one place that could get him is Texas Tech because his dad coached there. And if they wanted to move on from Matt Wells, Sonny Dykes makes a lot of sense. 100%. 100%. I, I mean, I love Matt Wells. It's been eh, there so far. So if they ever do move on, I think that makes a ton of sense. Thank you. Okay. Assistants who could jump to the to head coach. This is harder. I only pick coordinators. Is really it's also really hard because a lot of like a Mac school is not going to be able to hire Graham Harrell as their yeah. head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of those schools go with Power Five position coaches or FCS. Got like yeah, like it, it, it's a lot tougher. So 
And this isn't as fun. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll be quicker. Just give me a yay or nay. Okay. Tony Elliott, Clemson's OC assistant head coach. Uh, LSU, again, if they move on from Ed O, Tony Elliott also is very choosy, it seems. So is Brent Venables, for that matter, who's next. Um, so, yay or nay, would you do that if you're LSU? Uh, yeah. Okay. Brent Venables, if Dabo Sweeney takes the Alabama head coaching job when Nick Saban retires... Does Brent Venables just become Clemson's head coach? I like that. I think so. I think that he feels like the most Clemson there, you know what I mean? Other other than Dabo, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame's DC, formerly of Cincinnati. I think he naturally becomes Cincinnati's head coach if Luke Fickle leaves. Yeah. If if that if Michigan hired him as head coach, how would you feel? Because obviously Michigan needs an Ohio State man to win because it's the only way they can win. So what how would you feel? Uh, I like Marcus Freeman. I- I'd rather snag Fickle. Um, I-, I could see Freeman making the the the, the power five jump, uh, and to to not Cincinnati unless they make the move. You know what I mean? Like he he just feels like he's on the on the path to glory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Graham Harrell. Now we got a couple levels here. North Texas should just hire him as head coach if that is possible. I feel like it's not at this point. Yeah, agreed. Um, USC Texas Tech. Uh, I'm look. I'd love to see Harold back at Texas Tech. I, I, me too. Whenever you can get a great quarterback uh, back to their their school, uh, it makes me very happy. That's why I want to Kellen Moore, but Avalos is such a great hire. Oklahoma DC Alex Grinch, who has had success everywhere he's gone, Temple. What does that mean? Uh, first of all, I love Alex Grinch. He's so underappreciated still somehow. Uh, I like that. I don't know. He feels Temple tough. I like that. Uh, I also put TCU if Gary Patterson retires. I like that too. I I, I feel like another guy. I think Grinch is going to get a big big job or like a like a solid Power Five job. Texas A and M DC Mike Elko. I put Temple for him as well as Iowa and Nebraska. Iowa obviously if Ferentz retires. I I I like that. I like the Iowa fit. I, I like him. He feels like a Midwestern guy. I don't know why. Like the like a, the Corn Belt type of guy. My guy, Todd Munkin, the Georgia OC. I put Duke. That'd be interesting, too. That's, that's kind of a cool uh, path from Cutcliffe to Munkin. I'll say yay. Uh, Phil Longo, North Carolina OC. I think he naturally just becomes head coach when yeah. Mac Brown retires. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I also put Duke, and I put Virginia Tech. Uh, both make sense, yeah. Uh, Antonio Pierce. I put it Arizona State if Herm retires, because I feel like that's probably what they would do. 100%. I, I totally think so. Um, Jeff Levy, Ole Miss's OC, was at UCF. Looked like he might get the UCF job at one point. I put FIU, assuming Butch Davis retires soon. Uh, <laughs> I think that'd be a slam dunk for FIU. Yeah, agreed. Um, Kendall Bryles, Arkansas's OC. Both Levy and Bryles, obviously, have ties to Bryles' father, which is a big no. Yeah. Um, so I think it, for them to become head coaches, it would be at a lower level. So yeah. Levy, FIU. Bryles, Middle Tennessee, if your boy uh, Stock still retires. I love my uh, my Blue Raiders too much. I don't want them there, Rob. Respect. <laughs> yeah. I think if Kansas can hire this guy as their head coach, it is the best possible option. Bill Bendenbaugh, Oklahoma's co-CNO line coach. They make a lot of sense. Kansas is such a weird, weird gig. It, it, it's very weird. I... Like, I don't – like, Les Miles was just a dumb hire in general, obviously. They're also – have been fucked by sanctions and scholarship limits. Yeah. 
I think you just have to get a guy in there who's been in the conference, Bill Benenboff specifically, who's an offensive line guy, I think is the t- – you just have to build this team different. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a ground-and-pound style is how you get after it. No, I, know, I like that. Like, you need a guy that's got that attitude to him. Um, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, oh, I thought you had something else to say. Silence. Gotcha. Uh, I will say, hey, how about this? Bring in one coach to coach the basketball and football team. Oh, so Mickey Loomis. And that's who I was thinking, He's baby. At the front <laughs> He's the level. AD. Mickey Loomis is the AD. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who who could coach both a football and a, and a basketball team? Um, The guy who invented basketball at the University of Kansas. There, there you go, baby. Perfect hire. Dr. James Naismith. Perfect hire. Uh, okay, two, two, two more, two more. Um, Jim Leonard, Wisconsin, D.C., yeah. former NFL safety. I put Syracuse and Nebraska for him as well. I think he, he gets the Wisconsin job eventually. Okay. And then finally, Rutgers offensive coordinator Sean Gleason. This is kind of an out-of-the-box one. Okay. Uh, was that Princeton? Was that Oklahoma State? He, he He's big New Jersey guy. Goes back to Rutgers. Rutgers, I think, is going to find some success. I think he's a very interesting guy for a school like UTEP. Or a school like Northern Illinois. <laughs> I like the Northern Illinois one. I, I, I like that. That is really out of the box. UTEP is a, another you. weird program that I don't know how I feel about them. Yeah, fair. Okay, that's everything. That's all of them. It was good work. <laughs> did you have fun? I did. Me too, Rob. Thanks for doing that. I'll, yeah, I'll, you're welcome. I'll get your tea ready. Thank you. <laughs>